0: Harper's going to cut this out, it's fine.
1: Hello and welcome to Chaotic Creations, a podcast where we take weird prompts and make weird Dungeons and Dragons characters. I'm Harper, your lawful nerdy paladin. And I'm Darby, your chaotic tired bard. And welcome to our seventh episode. Darby, how are
2: you doing today? I'm doing quite alright. I'm excitedly watching our
1: Twitter for our giveaway. Yes, our giveaway is still going on Twitter, and if you are listening to this episode on the day that it comes out, that means that you still have a couple of days to enter into the giveaway. The giveaway ends on October 31st at noon Pacific Standard Time, and we are giving away a set of four D6s from Die Hard Dice,
2: our favorite dice company.
1: We love Die Hard Dice so much. Die Hard, if you are listening, DM us. We want to talk. <laughs> and Darby, we have a special secret announcement just for the people who are listening to this episode right now. If you are listening to this podcast right now, go ahead and pause it. You have my permission and leave us a review on your podcasting app. And if you leave us a review, take a picture and DM it to us at Chaotic Pod. You will receive an extra. Entry into the giveaway.
2: This is a secret for just the people listening right now.
1: Also, if we hit 500 followers on Twitter before October 31st, we're gonna pick a second winner.
2: We did a poll showing different
1: sets of D6s. My favorite one out as the top pick. My favorite came in second place, which means that I had to come up with a good reason to also give away my favorite. So let me give you some of my favorite dice. Get us to 500 Twitter followers. Like Mama always said, it's not a party until 500 people are following you on Twitter. Also, Darby, speaking of the social medias, I am on a couple of different Twitch streams this week. Yes, do tell what streams you're going to be on
2: so I can hop in the chat and flood it with puns.
1: So this Monday, I was on Make It Playable. We're recording before Monday, so I don't know what random character we've made, but I know that you should go and check it out oh
2: yes i had a wonderful time on make it playable so i know you're going to have a
1: good time and then if you are listening to this the day that it comes out tomorrow i will be on the wandering noobs twitch stream at 4:30 p.m pacific time darby won't be there but i will i'm gonna talk about the creation of this podcast and then i'm gonna do a character creation live on stream you'll get to watch how my brain works when we sit down to do this every week
2: You're going to get the brain cell of chaotic creations, as it were.
1: The last thing that we want to talk about is, y'all, if you live in the United States of America and you are a registered voter, please vote.
2: Yes, vote, please. Being apolitical in this moment does not make you a moral person or a good person. Being apolitical just demonstrates that you have a level of privilege that you are refusing to exercise for other people in a severe lack of empathy.
1: Fill out your absentee ballot. Drop it off at a polling location. If you don't have an absentee ballot, there's still time for you to go and stand in line at your polling place and vote. Also, please don't just vote the top of the ticket. Yes, the top of the ticket is very important this year, but also take a look at some of your down ballot races. Take a look at some of the propositions or questions that are going on in your state. I live in Nevada. There was a question on the ballot to remove the definition of marriage being between one man and one woman from the state constitution. And y'all, it is 2020. We need to vote and get rid of old fashioned crap like that. So it's really
2: important that you do your research and you know who you're voting for. If we want racial justice and racial equity, we need to be smart about how we vote and be educated about how we vote. Two minutes to look up each candidate can inform you a lot about who you're voting for and who you potentially might be putting in a position of power.
1: Yeah, it doesn't take too long. Do what I did. Sit down over a nice lunch with a friend, do the research that you have on the measures in your state, and then go ahead and vote. I think that's it. We should go ahead and hop into this week's episode with our very special guest, Niffer. We are so excited to have Niffer on the pod today, and she has what is a truly chaotic idea for us, and I cannot wait to see how this goes. I'm sure we're gonna have a wild time. So, without further ado, let's hop into this week's episode of Chaotic Creations. Today we have the lovely, the multi-talented, the very present in the online
0: TTRPG community, Niffer. Niffer, how are you doing today? I'm very good. Very confused as to how I got literally everywhere in the TTRPG circles, but it's pretty fun to be the chaos feral bean everywhere.
1: <laughs> yes, that's my role. You're in a few different campaigns.
0: I can think of three off the top of my head. Are there any that I'm missing? I'm going to go ahead and check my calendar because even (gasps) I forget how many I'm in. (laughs) So I'm in Not Quite Heroes, which is a community generated world that we play different game systems in. We just started playing Quest RPG, which is really, really fun. And I'm in a 5e D&D Curse of Strahd game right now. And I'm in a Star Wars RPG for the other side of the fandoms because I have like high fantasy and then I have space because that's you know you need a good mix yeah I think that's all though are those the three you were thinking of those are the three that I was thinking of haha I aced the quiz (laughs) (laughs) quiz on your
1: life (laughs) the quiz on myself yes (laughs) so I mean I know that you play a lot now
0: but how did you first start
1: playing ttrpgs
0: I am actually relatively new. I started playing in college four years ago and it was actually because I was having nightmares so bad that I just kept myself awake for like three days straight. And one of my friends heard about that and was like, no, 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 you're not gonna do that. And so started telling me bedtime stories of his D&D group. (laughs) and how they would fight the dragons and they like had to surfboard down a mountain on these shields that they found and oh no one person turned traitor and everyone saw it coming like all these good stories and I stopped having nightmares about it and like a month later they said hey we're starting a new game roll a character you're gonna you're gonna play with us and it was really really cute and I got to be a rogue I got to be a tabaxi rogue and he was so precious that's that's so wholesome. That's such an amazing story. <laughs> I really like it.
2: Yeah, that's like a much better reason than I saw dice and I'm like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they didn't let me have my dice until I was like actually rolling in character and stuff. And the very first roll that I rolled was a net 20 and they all were like, sweet, we hate you.
1: <laughs> you went from playing in one campaign to now playing in several. So obviously you yeah. like TTRPG quite a bit. <laughs> what is your favorite thing
0: about it? What keeps you playing? There's so much that I like about it because so much of it is creative people and people that enjoy each other's company getting to create together. I like the creativity aspect of it most because everyone likes to give recommendations to friends like, oh, I love this TV show. I love this book, whatever. But getting to create together with friends is just that. But like on a grander scale, like, hey, we're doing the thing together. We're not just saying hey I like this you like this too it's let's make something we both like and we get to be creative and we get to be taking care of each other in how we make things for each other and that's just really cool to me and I have too many ideas and so getting to play in D&D means I get to like put them in a lot of different outlets so I don't go crazy jury is out on if that's successful (laughs) (laughs)
1: I mean yeah I definitely love the community aspect of Dungeons and Dragons Mm -hmm. specifically that's what I mean I grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons I started playing almost 10 years Uh ago now
0: that's awesome
1: and you know the people that have stuck around in my life the closest and longest and the people that I talk to every single week are the members of my party yeah I mean Darby and I are very good friends but we're also party members so we get to talk a lot and it's awesome and we get to create together and you know I think that most of the people in my campaign because it's just a home campaign wouldn't necessarily describe themselves as super creative people but in collaboration we get to create together and that's a really amazing experience
0: yeah, that was how it was introduced to me in the first place was collaborative storytelling, and it's like, oh yeah, that's a good way to put it.
2: Yeah, that's how I was describing it to my mom's nine boomer friends. Um,
0: <laughs> you know, the nine party members. Party of nine. I'm like, this is
2: not happening. And thankfully, a lot of them were like, peace, and just faded into the background. I'm like, yes.
0: Hey, guess what? I had twelve people in my first party. You're poor- My DM <laughs> didn't know how to say no. What? <laughs> It was not good. There were some things, there were some lessons we learned. Oh, mm, the chaos of that. Lessons were learned.
1: Yeah. The biggest table I've ever DM'd for was seven people, and that was wild. That was
0: too many people. I DM'd a couple of months after I started playing, and because my only experience had been huge parties, I was like, okay, so an average amount of people is nine in a party, apparently. Oh. So, yeah, that's how many I'll DM for for the first time.
2: Oh man, I think the first number of people I DM for was three, and then I took a swing with my one shot.
0: Yeah, no. Now I have GMS that are like my party limit is five. I'm like, this is so much better. It really is. I mean,
1: the first party that I was ever in was five, and that felt big at the time. And then the next two or three that i went through were four and then i played in a group of three which i found was just a little bit too small for me and so our party right now is sitting at the Mm -hmm. sweet spot of five because we've got five friends who will show up regularly to play and one friend who will regularly dm and we're like awesome let's do it that's so nice i i've
2: done six six is probably the most i can do
0: i like having people to play off so slightly bigger is nice for me but Nine is too much. (laughs)
2: Nine is definitely a little beyond what my capabilities are.
0: (laughs) I
1: love role playing, so I cannot imagine having a group of nine work for that.
0: It didn't really. (laughs) (laughs) Our group was a little lopsided and some people were the favorites and some people were not. Mm. I was a favorite. So I got to do whatever I wanted, especially as a rogue who was too young to be included on party meetings, apparently. I didn't look old enough to be considered an adult, and so the NPCs would Mm -hmm. kick me out of all important meetings, so I would just go to bars and win drinking contests as a 15-year-old. Nice. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) I made 10 platinum one time, and I came back to the party, and the paladin's like, where did you get that? I'm (laughs) like, you wouldn't let me in your meetings, so I did my own thing.
1: (laughs) Darby's character is like 2 foot 5 and 18 years old canonically, but she looks like she's like 9
2: she looks like she's like like a teenager like she doesn't look like she's nine Mm. she's
0: short you don't think you look like you're nine everyone else thinks you're nine
2: i don't
1: think she literally looks like a child i think she looks like child hype i mean this is another example of darby not really knowing how children work but nine-year-old children typically taller (laughs) than two and a half feet she looks like a short nine-year-old
0: yeah oh man that probably explains why everyone keeps calling her child (laughs) oh no Oh no, you just realized. <laughs>
1: It's funny because I have a lot of mom energy. It's one of the reasons that my real life class is a paladin. So I made a character to try and like make it a little different from me who has no mom energy. She has no maternal instincts whatsoever. And even so, I cannot stop myself from in character calling Darby's character like dear and sweetie because she's so small.
2: Yeah, she's really small. And her backstory is she escaped from her cult into the Feywilds and then was like, "Mm, I want to explore the world knowing nothing of real society so our rogue once chewed on a coin to check if it was real and now she chews on coins because she thinks that's what people do
0: yeah now you really look like a toddler
2: (laughs) she's like is this how you do it like she's
0: like just chewing on things always
2: she has a magical pet rock that always sits on her shoulder (gasps) that's a painted face and will eat things it'll just magically consume things and just looks like a child with a pet rock attached to their shoulder
1: ask Darby what she named the rock what did you name the rock? Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Of course you did. <laughs> he'll eat
2: things. And it's like a homebrew item that our Dungeon Master made. Whenever he eats things, if I focus, he'll turn into whatever he just consumed.
0: That's so precious. I'll
2: exchange the rock with whatever he consumed. Dwayne the Bread Johnson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that.
2: I love him. And he's so funny because i'll be like Dwayne, can you appear on my head and then we'll like look away and he's suddenly on my head and his facial expression will change and everyone else is like this is creepy and Verdi is
1: like i love you my character thinks this is very very creepy i'm living for it i love this rock she's admitting the part where she was like Dwayne, i need a distraction can you scream and she threw Dwayne 10 feet away and he emitted a shrieking sound And we're all like, didn't know he could do that.
0: Amazing.
2: The description I was given by my dungeon master was extremely vague and very funny. It was along the lines of like a infomercial.
0: That is perfect.
1: And my character cast detect magic on it. And it has every school of magic on it.
0: Hi, um, Darby. Darby, can I get one? Please. (laughs) Please. I can has, I can has rock. (laughs) Okay, so me and my friend will just send each other like complete BS ideas for character concepts and one time I just sent him, hey, a ranger with a pet rock, it's a Galabdur. And then he sends back, okay, but also ranger with a pet rock, it's a giant bird. <laughs> and so it's like, what if we just do a subclass of ranger where you age yourself up from a pet rock, like a regular pet rock to a Door to a rock the bird? I mean, I love it. We're dumb. It's great. Sending
1: each other weird character ideas is how Darby and I started this podcast. <laughs> yes. It's kind
0: of a love language at this point.
2: I was like, yes. hey, I found this pickery where you can make cute birds or frogs or mice wearing like little Victorian clothes. So I made one of a kenku because it's a raven and then I gave it a gun.
0: Hey, that's a new character. Amazing.
2: Her name is Priscilla Corvus Corvington the Third. Huge pretentious name, and because she can't speak, she bullied someone into speaking into a magic stone for her, and she'll just like play it every time she meets someone new and she's an artificer.
0: I love this. I love this so much. <laughs> I Want to put this on my sheet. I have a sheet of random one-sentence descriptions of classes and then races and then habits and traits or different feats. And so it's like, okay, pick a number one through six. Okay, you are a dryad of a sequoia tree whose buff as all get out. And your class is okay, a warlock who kind of just said yes to somebody speaking a different language and they became (laughs) the patron's avatar. Yes. That is sometimes how I'll generate characters for one-shots, is I'll just go to that spreadsheet and be like, okay, pick a random number, go. One of them is a halfling who gets mistaken for a toddler. I have five different notebooks that just kind of float
1: around everywhere because I need to write things down. And so I have on one of them, like, drawn up a random character generator.
0: Are you a dungeon master if you don't have five notebooks full of weird character ideas and plot lines? I don't think you are.
1: I'm not even the usual dungeon master anymore. I just DM one shots like every couple of months.
0: Sometimes you just have to put it down somewhere.
1: Talking about character creation, I know this is going to be hard, but do you have a favorite or most interesting or whoever you've played the longest,
0: but like your most memorable character that you've ever created? I have so many, and I had time to think about this, and I didn't. <laughs> I will say currently my favorite to play is an artificer. It's the first time that I'm playing an artificer. I've played every class multiple times. And so it's like, okay, let's do this artificer thing and it's my new favorite and I don't ever want to play anything else ever again except I will because they're all fun. She is a fire genasi but she thinks that she's a tiefling because she was found abandoned on the side of the road and she has red skin and fire resistance and so the tieflings are like ah yes she's probably a tiefling she'll go with us we'll adopt her and then she never grew horns and she didn't have a tail and nothing else happened. And so they're like, well, maybe she's just a defective tiefling. And so she braids her hair into little horn shapes and fills it with trinkets and baubles and spell components and stuff so that she can pretend that she's a normal tiefling and she has never heard of genasi so she doesn't know that she's actually like a good race she just thinks that she's a really messed up tiefling oh my gosh and so she got into tinkering and stuff because she wanted to try and invent things to make her more like a tiefling it's really cute and so half the time i forget that she's not a tiefling so i introduced myself as a tiefling and everyone's like but you're not i'm like oh yeah you're right i'm not actually a tiefling <laughs> amazing it's very fun and everyone's like why do you think you're a tiefling and I'm like well let me tell you the origin of my adoption <laughs> let me tell you my backstory it's very fun that's kind of the current gimmick that I'm on is just not the normal way of doing your stereotypical race or your stereotypical class it's like I'm going to make it as off the cuff as I can
1: you're gonna fit right in
0: here it's gonna be real good
1: Without further ado, I think we should get into the character creation portion of this podcast. And Nif, I understand you have something prepared for us. Would you like to
0: tell us what that is? I do. So I have spent the past couple of days writing Mad Libs of character creation. So I have paragraphs for both of you. I tried to put in conversation starters instead of just your only adjectives and adverbs and nouns or stuff. So I've put in some creative things. There are about a dozen things that you can fill in the blanks with and then you get to sort of figure out what character that would be excellent darby i'm thinking it might be fun if we filled out each other's (laughs) okay (laughs) oh boy no let's do it why not yeah all right so i have the blanks here my figuring is i'll ask you and then i'll fill it out and then i'll read it to you Ready, set, go. Who's going first? Darby? You look a little hesitant.
2: Immediately. All words have just evacuated my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Start
0: with an easy one. Name of your favorite pet. Pandora. Pandora. Adjective. Ethereal. Give me an environment. A
2: chaparral. It's a temperate biome with hot, dry summers, mild, and rainy winters.
0: They're kind of on the West Coast. That sounds adorable your next word is an adverb ending in ly slowly how about a number 74 verb ending in ing poopy okay pooping (laughs) plural noun dice manner of destruction
2: explosions
0: occupation magical girl what's your emotion meh what's the worst gift you've ever received It's okay, it's almost your turn, Harper. You'll get to do payback. I'm
1: just thinking of all the gifts that I have ever given Darby and wondering if one will pop up on the
0: Matlip. Oh no.
1: Well, coagulated
2: gravy was pretty bad. Um... You made for Thanksgiving!
0: To clarify, that wasn't a gift! Hey, but she made this for you!
2: She made it for me, and the gravy was solid!
1: (laughs) Oh no. There was too much cornstarch in the gravy and it solidified.
0: See, this is the stories I was hoping to provoke with these (laughs) Madlips. These direct ones.
1: She doesn't mention the 15 other flawless dishes on the table. Yeah just the gravy
2: <laughs> i was going to say for context when i was still in college harper came and with a couple other friends cooked a full thanksgiving feast and it all tasted wonderful it's like one of the few times i actually enjoyed eating the turkey because i have most often will find that the turkey is dry and terrible and i hate it but i actually enjoyed the turkey but i could not have my favorite dish which was mashed potatoes oh. and gravy,
1: because the gravy was a jello <laughs> Excuse you, your favorite dish is ham because we got a ham just for you. You were the only one who wanted a ham.
0: Look, I support ham. Ham's good. I
2: was about to chunk it for a honey-baked ham too from the honey-baked ham store, but we just ended up buying a spiral cup.
0: Yeah, no, because I
1: can also cook a ham. It's fine. I was just like, it's Thanksgiving. Why do you want to eat a ham when I can make you perfectly nice turkey? Because ham is the perfect
2: Thanksgiving
0: meat. It is No. Never? No. like No.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I think turkey's overrated. Exactly. I'm with Darby. Thank you. Turkey is terrible. It's not like terrible. It just feels like a gimmick that you have to make a whole turkey every Thanksgiving and everyone has to do it. And if
1: someday I will need to make you a turkey because... The way that my family does turkeys is
0: so good. Turkey's good. It's not like it tastes bad. It's just, why is this a thing? Why did we decide this was the thing we had to do for a holiday? On the
2: ranking of meats, it's just so low on my list. It is beef (laughs) then pork then anything else and then chicken and turkey and then anything else i was going
0: through all the meats i've ever eaten and it's a lot of different
2: meats <laughs> i've eaten some weird meats. Ooh,
0: that would have been a really nice one to put on here the weirdest thing you've ever eaten oh i've got fun answers to that
1: probably donkey jerky for me
0: i've eaten llama
1: i ate duck brain out of the
0: skull once oh that sounds
2: so cool i will eat anything once except for bug
0: yeah oh i've eaten bugs I think I've probably accidentally eaten
1: a lot of bugs. I have on purpose eaten bugs that were like fried on sticks that I got from like a night
0: market. They're pretty good. No. Yeah, I can't do that. Uh, Yuck. We need to put more food in RPGs. More weird food experiences. Anyways, Darby, you have one more word to screw with Harper. What's a past tense verb? Spat. Like past tense of spit? Past tense of spit. Beautiful. One more thing that you guys both have to figure out is the gender of your hero. Do you want to both have them be ladies? Do you want to put them gender neutral? What do you want me to put in here for pronouns?
2: I don't want to hear who
1: they are with it all together because I feel like most of the time I like figure out their pronouns later on. Maybe we fill in they for now and if it's striking us as different from they we can change it. Harper, it's payback time. Excellent news
0: what is the surname of the star of the last movie you saw ronin adjective quirky color cyan adjective foolish what's an authority figure mother-in-law verb step verb ending in ing crossing all right object to your left hope
1: chest darby do you know what a hope chest is No. Perfect. What's a landmark? Let's go with volcano.
0: Adjective. Brazen. And last, a mythical creature.
1: It's a question of how badly
0: I want to screw over Darby. Give it to me. Remember, she gave you pooping. I do recall that, yeah. It's your last chance.
1: (laughs) See, it's hard because my storytelling brain wants to do something and then my screwing Darby brain wants to do something else.
0: Two brain cells. Who gets it?
1: (laughs) The Poe. This sounds like it's a Pokemon. I know that Darby will not have heard of this, and I want to give you some concept. So the Poe I first heard of in one of my favorite podcasts, which is Spirits.
0: Uh, uh. Listeners, don't Google it. Just don't.
1: It is a West Virginia legend about a creature, the legend goes, to shorten it quite a lot. A hunter out in the Appalachian Mountains was hunting and cut off the tail of a creature, never saw the creature itself, and cooked up and ate the tail for dinner one night. And then over the course of the next several nights, the tailipo got progressively closer and closer to the house and killed more and more of the hunter's dogs, all the while saying, where, oh, where is my tailipo? Until it eventually broke in to the hunter's house and said, you ate it, didn't you? And the hunter was never heard from again. And that is a truly thoroughly American myth.
0: Yuck. You could have just said Bigfoot. I
1: could have, but you know, the screw with Darby half won a little bit.
0: You know what? I, I condone that. Good job. You've both done very well. I am excited to hear what these have ended up being, though. I'm very excited for you. So here we go. Pandora grew up in an ethereal village near the edge of the Chaparral. They lived slowly with their parents and 74 siblings, pooping <laughs> and collecting dice all of their days. But one day, they returned from playing to find their entire village was exploded by magical girls. Full of meh, they salvaged coagulated gravy from the smoldering ashes and spat to go avenge their family.
1: Oh my god. 74- 74 <laughs> You know what? It's as ridiculous as I hoped it would be, and I already have someone in mind, so this is good.
0: There are three rules for Mad Libs and numbers. Extremely specific, extremely large, or a decimal. (laughs) But yeah, 74 siblings is pretty good. I've got ideas. All right, your turn, Darby.
2: Yeah, hit me.
0: Ronan the Quirky always stood out a little for their cyan skin and foolish habits. Their mother-in-law always loved them regardless and told them to step on the kids that teased them. Ronan grew (laughs) and began having dreams of going crossing. They loaded up on supplies and hope chests and trekked towards the nearest volcano. Once there, they collected several brazen companions and took their first mission, finding a poe.
1: Actually, it doesn't sound that abnormal. It kind of doesn't. Darby, first impressions, what are you thinking of for this character?
2: I'm thinking immediately a genasi, because cyan skin. I'm thinking a water genasi. Mm -hmm. I'm also thinking of someone who has a dominatrix mother-in-law. Like a professional, like, (laughs) dominatrix. (laughs) who's like honey sweetie it's okay if they're rude to you crush them under your heel but also how do they have a mother-in-law if they are a child
0: look i didn't write this you did
2: i didn't write this harper did (laughs) you know darby that's just something you're gonna have to figure out maybe they were betrothed early
1: on
0: all right so an arranged marriage cool I mean, that would make sense with the hope chests. So
1: what is a hope chest? So a hope chest is a chest that is typically passed down throughout families. I have mine from my mother. And it is filled with traditionally like things that will prepare you for marriage so it's typically owned by a woman who's going to be entering into marriage so it'll have baby clothes and bed sheets to be used in the marital bed and all those fun things i use it as storage for extra bed sheets priorities how big is a hope chest it's like a bench But you can, I think, make it any size. It could be a small chest that, like, you just sling over your shoulder. I have to pick a race where you can have 75 kids. Yep. So immediately my brain goes, oh, lizard
0: folk. I like that you're both making the same, like, panicked holding your face expression (laughs) right now. I like that I've done this. I think this is a she, now that I'm learning more about
1: the character. I think that Mm -hmm. she is salvaging coagulated gravy, which is just the coagulated bodies of her family and neighbors because lizard folk eat the dead, so coagulated gravy is just in quotes that's a choice and so she's scavenging all the little bits of food from the ashes of the explosion and then out of respect spitting a little bit out onto the ground of their grave sites before going (laughs) off to adventure
0: what type of class do you think that translates to
1: oh
0: i think it's a very ritualistic thing so maybe a paladin or a cleric
1: maybe i'm thinking perhaps a ranger i think that this lizard folk village that comprised of like one family (laughs) everyone was taught to live off of the land
0: yeah because the chaparral is a very nice environment to be living in
1: especially for a lizard
0: perfect ah
2: yes
1: it's all coming together
0: i'm so glad i wrote the mad lib so that i don't have to think about this part (laughs) this is really nice to just sit back and watch you two
1: so I'm thinking a lizard folk ranger.
0: Okay. One. Named Pandora. Darby, how are we doing on your end? We had water genasi probably. Yeah,
2: water genasi named Ronin. What class would be most likely to step on you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? I think it's rogue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bard or rogue? One of the two. The two typically horniest
2: classes
1: <laughs> in D&D. <laughs>
0: Okay, as a bard rogue multiclass <laughs> in real life, I kind of resent that statement. Mood, I was going to ask you what you thought your real life class was. 100% bard rogue, and it's inherited given some family stories <laughs> that I have been hearing.
2: It's just like the stereotype. As I introduce myself as a chaotic, tired bard who has little to no interest in sex, I'm like... <laughs> This is funny, <laughs> but rogues definitely wear leather. That's true. I'm imagining Ronin as someone who like does it and just like doesn't feel anything. It's just like, okay, like step. <laughs> Dominatrix mother-in-law has taught Ronan these are what these do and like this, that, and the other. And they're like, okay, I guess I don't feel anything for this, but like, I guess it makes money because people pay
1: you to do this. <laughs> so I, I guess I'll do it too. <laughs> it's money. <laughs> I'm going to roll some stats for this character now. Oh boy. Here we go. So the stats that Pandora is working with are 13, 13, 15, 15, 13, 17.
0: Nice. That's the best I've ever rolled on this show. Congrats. That's the character that spends all day pooping and collecting dice.
1: (laughs) I also have IBS problems so i really relate to this character look every character has a little bit of you in it this character has my lactose intolerance I wonder if you eat a cow raw, would that give you problems? I'm assuming that that's the same problem that she has that I have when I consume
0: cow's milk. She eats raw cow and it gives her problems. Or I mean, she eats all of her cousins and it just gets recycled. That's also a possibility. (laughs) You said coagulated gravy was actually her village, so... I I believe it is, yes. Maybe they're just eating decayed corpses and that's what's giving them problems. yeah
2: the town recipe is just their relatives in a big soup pot
0: yep oh
2: (laughs) i saw this story i think it's a southeast asian country where there's a soup that's 68 years old or something like that it's a lot less gross than it
0: sounds is it like sourdough starter where like you just save a little bit of it and put it in the next batch yeah okay that's less gross
2: I'm imagining they've made the simmering pot and they eat the stuff around it. Of their ancestors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They eat the stuff around the pot. It's
0: Simmering pot of their ancestors. A phrase I never thought I'd have to say. (laughs) Welcome to Chaotic Creations. Welcome to Chaotic Creations, everybody. We eat our
1: 45-year-old soup people lizard folk get a plus two bonus to constitution and a plus one bonus to wisdom
0: you're gonna need it with all the stuff that you're
1: eating oh yeah so the final stats as they stand right now for pandora are 17 strength a 15 dexterity a 15 constitution a 13 intelligence a 16 wisdom and a 13 charisma, because I've decided that she's going to be a ranger who does dual weapon fighting instead of archery.
0: Yeah, I mean, Pandora sounds like a hands-on person, so yeah. Mouth-on, more like, but yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, mouth first. So how's Ronan? Ronan's stats are 10, 15, 12, 12, and 213, so extremely average.
0: I mean, look, their mother-in-law always loved them regardless
2: genasi get a constitution plus two and water genasi get their wisdom increased by one yes so ronin's stats are going to be a tenant strength
0: well you're not going to step on many people like that
2: well i think it's less about <laughs> how hard you step but how you step and what the accoutrement that comes along with the stepping oh i see Is it really that you are being stepped on with great force, or is it that the fact that someone is stepping on you and saying naughty things? A 15 dexterity, a 14 constitution, a 12 intelligence, a 14 wisdom, and a 13 charisma. Ronan's gonna be having a time. Oh, for sure. I'm kind of imagining even though he's a rogue, he's kind of like, I don't really like stealing or hurting people.
1: I mean, the first character I ever made was a rogue, but she was just a retired circus performer.
2: Look at all these rogue classes I am incredibly unfamiliar with. Oh
0: yeah, you have to pick subclasses. Oh boy. I've decided to go with hunter. I mean, hunter, you know, you have a favorite enemy and obviously magical girls need to get hunted down. What type of monster are magical girls?
1: I think they might be celestials.
0: Oh. Ooh. You say magic girl, my brain goes sailor moon. Well, I mean, does that tie into the growing in an ethereal village? I think it might. Oh, so maybe
1: it should be Horizon Walker, and it's a plane-based ranger. Ooh. So we're gonna make this a horizon walker ranger because horizon walkers will cross planes to defeat their foes and that's their whole thing. Oh, that sounds so good. They probably grew up in a place that is very close to uh, the border between the physical plane and the ethereal plane and celestials would often cross over and this rogue band of celestials one time just exploded her village for fun and now she's hell-bent on revenge.
0: I like how
2: well that works out. (laughs) I'm thinking the inquisitive rogue because it seems the least stabby. (laughs) You excel at rooting out secrets and unraveling mysteries. You rely on a sharp eye for detail, but also on your finely honed ability to read words and deeds of other creatures to determine their true intent. You excel at defeating creatures that hide and prey among ordinary folk, and your mastery of lore and your sharp eye make you well equipped to expose and end hidden evils. That sounds right. And with a plus to wisdom, that kind of makes sense. Insight is a wisdom-based skill. Vibe-checking instead of doing
0: vibe-check. Ronan the Quirky says vibe-check, please. <laughs> vibe-check pulls out a hand crossbow.
2: Ronan the Quirky with his weapon named
0: vibe-check. <laughs> Which he keeps in a hope chest. Yep. My mother-in-law handed this down to me yeah. so that I could prepare for our future. Oh, yes. Yep.
1: You know what, maybe by being betrothed to this family, you are betrothed to the family business, and your mother-in-law is a famous courtesan, and everyone in the family is trained in that art.
2: Yeah, I think so. The more and more we talk, the more and more Ace that I'm imagining Ronan just, like, is part of the family business and like has participated but it's like i would rather be the receptionist i'm still part of the family business i'll just do all the planning i'll suss out the johns i don't know what you call them if they're going to a legit place
0: i don't know customers we're not into that
1: i'm looking at potential backgrounds because i want to see which skills that i'm going to go with and i think that i am quite drawn to the far traveler background you are foreign in every place you visit like you are not from there and everyone can tell so you get proficiency in insight and perception and also a musical instrument or gaming set of your choice native to your homeland dice? It has to be dice and I think that she collects them she probably has the very first set of dice she ever got which I think is a set of bone dice because that feels very lizard folk to me eat the whole body and then use every other part. Made from her great great grandma (laughs) yes also a language of my choice and I think Celestial. I grew up in the Ethereal plane, as hunting Celestials probably speaks Celestial. Sounds about right. I think I found a really funny background.
2: Oh? I think a guild artisan would be very funny.
1: <laughs> what guild are you in? Sex guild. I mean, it is an art.
2: You might have heard of my mother-in-law. She's like super famous.
1: This is our fantasy world and in our fantasy world, sex work is legalized and unionized as it should be.
2: As it should be.
0: And apparently familialized. Family business.
2: Because you get proficiency in leather worker tools, leather worker tools, leather worker There it is. <laughs> <laughs> is. <laughs> oh, it seems that guild artisans get proficiency in insight and persuasion. So I think I'll leave it like that and then let my rogue skills be something else.
1: In terms of characteristics, the personality, ideal, bond, and flaw for Pandora, I've picked out what I think are some gems. All right. Starting with personality, I've picked two. First is I begin or end my day with small traditional rituals that are unfamiliar to those around me.
0: Yes, definitely tracks. And the
1: other is, I have my own ideas about what is and is not food, and I find the eating habits of those around me fascinating, confusing, and occasionally revolting.
0: This was made for this character.
1: (laughs) It really was.
0: This is perfect. Who knew that a Mad Lib could generate something that made so much sense?
1: (laughs) I find that we can make any character idea work. Yeah, you really can. It's a testament to our abilities here. In terms of ideal, I've picked adventure. I'm far from home and everything is strange and wonderful. For bond, I have chosen. Though I had no choice, I lament having to leave my loved ones behind. I hope to see them again one day.
0: You didn't leave them behind, you ate them.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, they died, and then I ate a little bit of them in respect, and then I left them. And one day I will return to the place where my village exploded.
2: The pot of your ancestors got spilled, so the soup is gone.
1: Oh no. Mm -hmm.
2: So now they're gone, and you will one day return to steal their bones with the dice you've collected.
1: And the flaw that I have chosen is I consider the adherence of gods to be deluded innocence at best or ignorant fools at worst. My character has a thing against celestials and beings of higher power.
0: It's a good favorite enemy.
2: For personality traits, I've chosen two. I don't part with my money easily and will haggle tirelessly to get the best deal possible. I think someone who does like a lot of front work for scheduling the clientele, I suppose, they're like, oh, can I get like a specialty? He's like, no, this is the price. You're going to pay this amount of money because we are part of this like guild.
0: We're unionized. We can't set our own prices. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're unionized. Excuse you. How dare you please leave? And then... I always want to know how things work and what makes people tick because i think inquisitive rogue oh, yeah. would be someone who's like studying people eyeing them up for ideals i'm committed to the people i care about not to ideals i think ronan cares very deeply about his guild and by extension his family yeah these are the people i care about bonds i put the workshop where i learned my trade is the most important place in the world to me he learned his trade <laughs> with his mother-in-law and what if he like doesn't have a family and he was the rogue thing was like i was orphaned at a young age and the guild was like no you can't have anyone participating in the family business unless they are part of the family she's like i he's betrothed to my daughter now there he's a part of the family he can work here now (laughs) stop complaining and
0: that's how he became betrothed at a young age i like it that is very precious Ah, this is no a wholesome rogue i love wholesome rogues
2: and flaws i'm never satisfied with what i have i always want more because i think someone who cares deeply about their found family now is like this isn't good enough i need to do better i need to be better i want to do things for them i'm not satisfied with being who i am i gotta be better wholesome rogue Rogue, he's so cute the driest genasi possible which is ironic for a water genasi <laughs> mm-hmm. oh no <laughs>
0: dry humor (laughs) deadpan i actually really like that trait though for a water genasi just really dry humor Mm -hmm. i like that (laughs) so much are they almost done getting there oh right because you have to level them up to level four right yeah we make every
1: character at level four
2: sleight of hand obviously oh yeah acrobatics perception insight and persuasion i've already got from being guild artisan so i think intimidation honestly oh
0: yeah I think the intimidation would fit because they have to stand up to the customers or whatever.
2: I thought for a second maybe I should switch dexterity and charisma, but I think yeah, I see Harvard like going no 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 no.
1: Oh, I get expertise yeah you do welcome to rogues so lizard folk also have natural proficiencies because they are hunters as a race don't you have
0: a bite attack
1: i have a bite attack but i also get an extra two skills which means that in total pandora has seven skill proficiencies at fourth level amazing look at that and so we're taking perception insight survival athletics animal handling nature and stealth The thing that we have left to choose is feats. Yeah. Oh boy. I
2: can't wait. I have two stats that I would love to increase by one.
0: But which one is on brand? We're all about the brand here.
2: And the brand says it's charisma that needs to go up.
0: Yeah. Get that actor feat, yo. You know what? I think that
1: it's only proper that a lizard folk who lives to bite and eat things take the grappler feat yeah it's become very very good at holding things so that she can bite them on her next round yes that that's on brand yeah so i think we're gonna take the grappler feet. especially with a strength of 17 that's not too shabby
2: i think it's gonna have to be actor that plus one to charisma because off the top of my head the ones that are giving plus ones to charisma are not ones that it really fit with ronin's backstory and who ronin's meant to be
1: If the movie Moulin Rouge taught me anything, it's that courtesans and actors go hand in hand. So if you're getting taught the family business as a courtesan, you're learning them acting skills too. That's
2: true. Moulin Rouge is one of my favorite movies.
0: I mean, let's be real. How much of customer service is performance?
2: All of
1: it. All
0: of it. There you go. Are you
1: feeling ready to summarize these characters? Yeah so pandora grew up in an ethereal village near the edge of the chaparral she lived slowly with her parents and 74 siblings pooping and collecting dice all of her days. But one day, she returned from playing to find her entire village was exploded by magical girls. Full of meh, she salvaged coagulated gravy from the smoldering ashes and spat to go avenge her family. Well done. Pandora is a lizard folk ranger who grew up eating stew made from the remains of her ancestors. Because, of course, lizard folk birth a new generation every 15 years or so. So ancestors are pretty easy to come by. And she was raised to live off of the land, use all of the materials available, including the bodies of her family. And she became a ranger. And with this ethereal village close to the border of the ethereal plane, she learned a bit about the celestial plane until one day she was out hunting. And a group of celestials came. And in a fit of divine rage at the pursuit perceived horrors of the ways of her people exploded her village including every member of her family and all 74 of her siblings and out of respect when she returned she picked up some of their dead bodies that she could salvage ate them spat a bit back onto the ground in respect for their memories and went off to seek
0: vengeance it's like pour one out pour one out spit them out for your <laughs> homies in the dirt <laughs> spit one out for your 74 siblings guys <laughs> yep. y'all my face hurts from laughing at you too much <laughs> Darby
1: what character did you end up with Ronan the quirky
2: he always stood out a little for his cyan skin and foolish habits his mother in law always loved him regardless and told him to step on the kids that teased him Ronan grew and began having dreams of going crossing they loaded up on supplies and hope chests and trekked toward the nearest volcano once there he collected several brazen companions and took their first mission finding a tailipo (laughs) Ronan is a young water genasi who was adopted by the famous courtesan of a unionized sex work guild family and she herself is a very much dominatrix sort of person and so she's like, you know if they're rude to you, step on them. (laughs) (laughs) And while Ronan participates in the family business he's much more of a front of the house sort of work and dexterous for doing some leather work and other things but is also a very inquisitive rogue. Someone who susses out the clientele and makes sure that they're not going to hurt any of his now- adoptive family. And I'm realizing Tailey Poe is a part of the backstory in one part of my brain and out the other. Just avoid it. It's too horrifying.
1: Don't want to think about
2: it. She's a terrifying mythical being. I hate it. We all feel that way. What if a Taylipo killed his family? Like his OG (gasps) family. There we go. At the very end of the episode. Nailed it. Full circle. You got this. He was orphaned because his family, they lived out in the woods by the ocean and one day his father hunted a thing and Rona was being kind of picky. Didn't eat the soup that he made. Woke up to his parents. Brutally murdered. (laughs) Uh, He runs away. He finds the skill that takes him in. He grows up to be a very dry humored water genasi rogue. Kind of going around and sort of talking about have you heard of the great courtesan of the West. This is her, here's a coupon. Or not a coupon, here's a flyer.
1: <laughs> here's a coupon. It's a coupon, you know, you and three friends. Fifteen percent off. Oh no. <laughs> Buy one blowjob, get one free.
2: No, they do other things because courtesans do like music and stuff. So it's like, here's a coupon to like the music part, and then you know, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then while traveling, they heard of a tale of a creature whose tail had been shot off, who murdered people and sounded very much like the creature that murdered his original family. So he's like, I'm going to use my connections to find some people who are big, strong adventurers
0: or will fund this to go kill this thing. Just like, hey, you've come into the store every once in a while. Will you come hunt down this monster that killed my family? (laughs) (laughs) Sir, you're a famous politician of this city. What
2: kind of connections do you have to big, scary people with big, scary weapons and or magic? This is probably the most roguish and not nice thing that he does is blackmail
1: i like the idea that just completely not attached to anything he is incredibly attractive and everyone assumes that he must be in the sex work industry as a sex worker and he's like no i just run the numbers for my mom he's just like oh please no i'm flattered but not
2: interested
1: (laughs) i'm not a free sample sir please I think that if Pandora and Ronan ever met on the road, they would probably get along swimmingly.
0: I'm so proud.
2: is probably like, sounds tasty. I'm in. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> well,
1: I think that that pretty much finishes it up for these two lovely characters. These mad lads. Niff, thank you so much for making these Mad Libs so we could have this fun, even more chaotic than usual experience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was very, very fun. <laughs> Niff, is there anything that you want to plug here at the end of the show? I talked about all the podcasts that i'm in so look for those people because they're pretty cool we are more tame than this usually so this has been a really nice outlet for me <laughs> i told them that i was going to get to do this and they're like finally get it out of our games and into someone else's <laughs> we
1: pride ourselves on being a place where people can just kind of go feral <laughs>
0: yes that's perfect i need that i am chaotic feral. <laughs>
2: That's all for this week. Be sure to join us
1: next week for another Chaotic Creation. Chaotic Creations is created, produced, and hosted by Harper Hayes and Darby Pack. Editing is by Harper Hayes, and web design is by Darby Pack. The art is by Kiku Hughes, who you can find on Twitter at Kiku Hughes, and the music is by Kevin McLeod. You can find us
2: online at chaoticpod.com. If you would like to chat with us on social media, you can find
1: us on Twitter and Instagram at chaoticpod. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and tell your favorite nerdy friend about us. It's the best way to help us grow. Thanks for listening.